Welcome to another episode of Questions. I'm your host, Nathan Elam. We've had quite a few questions come in regarding the state of affairs in our nation right now, and thankfully, Pastor Joel had recently previously recorded some content addressing these very questions. We hope that you find these biblical insights during these episodes helpful and edifying. Today's question is from Gary, who asks, According to the scripture, what does justice look like for George Floyd? Was Derek Chauvin justly charged? Let's listen now to Pastor Joel's answer. As it pertains to biblical justice, and as it pertains to Christians who desire to see justice carried out in this world, in biblical justice, we cannot charge a person beyond what we know. In the case of Derek Chauvin, we do not know if there was intent to kill. And so, third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter are fitting charges because... Neither one, unlike second-degree murder or first-degree murder, neither of these charges um, assume that there was an intent to kill. Uh, The reality is, maybe there was. But as human beings, according to God's standards for us carrying out justice here in this world, we don't get to carry out justice for inclinations and gut feelings and six senses. That's, that's not how biblical justice works. We don't get to carry out alleged justice for something that we don't know, for something that we can't prove. And when it comes to hidden motives of the heart, we have to recognize the Bible is very clear We don't know what those are. God judges the hidden motives of the heart because God alone is omniscient and is able to see the hidden motives of the heart. As finite and fallen creatures, you and I are not able to assess and judge the hidden intent and motives of another person's heart. And so rather, when we carry out biblical justice in this fallen world, we do it on the basis of what we know. We are judging actions, behaviors. We even can judge words, right? Crimes of words like perjury. But again, it's outward. It's witnessable. It's visible. It can be known. It's something that someone did. It's something that someone said, right? When when someone says something, well, that that becomes for us an indicator of what is in the heart. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But if the mouth isn't speaking, then we can't assume that that's in the heart. Meaning, unless Derek Chauvin offers or provides a confession, his own confession, that he did intend to kill George Floyd, then we cannot justly try him for second-degree murder, which would be a crime of passion. He wanted to kill George Floyd in the moment, or first-degree murder, um, a crime that was premeditated and planned, again, with the intent to kill George Floyd. Apart from Derek Chauvin's own confession, or some kind of 
strong evidence from other lines of witness where, where Derek Chauvin in another setting beforehand confessed to someone else that he wanted to kill George Floyd or black people in general. Apart from something like that, we cannot try him for intent. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But if Derek Chauvin just doesn't speak and keeps his mouth shut, which is his civil right in our nation, he has the right to remain silent. If he chooses that route and he offers no confession, then we can't justly try him for second-degree murder or first-degree murder, which both require intent because we can't prove intent. And for all we know, there was not intent. For all we know, it was something that was uh, not intended. However, that doesn't mean he's innocent. We have other charges that can and have been established. Third-degree murder, causing the death of a person by perpetrating an act imminently dangerous to others with a depraved mind. Or second-degree manslaughter. In this case, he's got both. An unreasonable risk that consciously takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm to another. These are fair charges. But as much as we want to see justice in the world, we don't gain justice in general by doing things that are unjust individually. Let me say that again. We will never achieve justice on the whole by cutting corners and doing things that are unjust at the individual level. So we can't give some kind of unjust charge to Derek Chauvin in the name of gaining justice at a bigger level. So in the case of Derek Chauvin, we do not know if there was intent to kill. And we have to recognize this, guys. We do not know if it was fueled, his actions against George Floyd, which resulted in George Floyd's death. We do not know if there was intent to kill, and we do not know if Derek Chauvin was fueled by racist motives. We don't know that. That's not to say definitively that he wasn't fueled by racist motives. All that I'm saying is, is well, I'm saying everything that can be said that's not definitive. I'm saying maybe Derek Chauvin is a racist. And maybe he's not. But when it comes to justice, biblical justice, we don't charge people and punish people based off of gut feelings. Or what might be. Or what could be. Justice is done in real time, not with feelings, but with facts, based off of evidence, two or three witnesses, what's tangible, what's verifiable, what's, what can be proven. That's how we do justice. That's biblical justice. And does that mean that, that a, lot of, a lot of sin and even crime will be gotten away with? Yes. But here's, here's the issue. 
at the end of the day, as Christians, we believe that there is a final and perfect judge who will judge both the living and the dead. And as the book of Hebrews says, he will expose all the hidden thoughts of our hearts. He will lay everything bare. There will be no stone to hide behind, no stone unturned. Every motive, not just behaviors, not just actions, not just words that were spoken, but every thought, every intent, every motive, every emotion and feeling will one day be laid bare. And every single one of us will be judged for it. And those who have faith in Jesus Christ, they will be judged too. But like Noah in the ark, they will pass through the waters of judgment and survive, while others will be drowned in the judgment of God for eternity. Did you know that? Christians don't escape judgment. We too will have to stand before God on that final day. The difference is that we have a shield. We have protection. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. As Noah and his wife and three sons and their three wives were taken up into the ark, which is a type of Christ, that ark did not cause them to not have any of the waters of judgment. They still had to endure the flood. But they were able to pass through the waters of the flood, the waters of God's judgment for sin, with safe passage with protection, with a shield. Christians are going to be judged. But if our faith is in Christ, we are promised that we will pass through that judgment because just as Noah was protected by the ark, we will be protected as we are wrapped and covered, clothed in the righteous robes of Christ. But make no mistake, brother, sister in Christ who is listening, or friend who does not know Christ who is listening, Make no mistake, everybody, even the Christian, will be judged by an omniscient, thrice holy God who will lay bare every hidden intent and thought and motive of our hearts. And so the reason why we don't judge for that now is because, one, we're not God. We're not omniscient. We don't know everything. And two, because we don't know all these things, we don't want to risk punishing someone for something they didn't do. That's the dilemma. What would we rather risk? Punishing an innocent person or letting a guilty person go free? In biblical terms, according to biblical justice, we should, as Christians, believe the Bible we should rather let a guilty person go free than punish an innocent person. Why? Because at the end of the day, no guilty person ever truly goes free. Because we serve the righteous judge. So, was Derek Chauvin motivated by racist intent? Maybe. Did he have intent to not just harm or humiliate, but to actually kill George Floyd? Maybe. 
Should he be charged for these things and punished in this life, in, in our justice system, for those things? No. Not according to God's word. No. We charge him for what we can. And we leave the rest to God. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.